0: Welcome, everyone, to the beginning of the Satori season. Uh, We had a, a very nice Sagaki season and culminated that with some talks on Thanksgiving. And now we begin the sacred Satori season. Satori is a Japanese word that means enlightenment. And in this particular reference, we're talking about the story of Shakyamuni Buddha, So, in light of the season, uh, because, you know, even though uh, I am a Buddhist, I was raised Christian, uh, very heavily influenced by the Jewish and Christian tradition, and I have great respect and honor for those traditions. And this time of the year, of course, the big national holiday is Christmas. And I think of Christmas, honestly, as both a religious and a secular holiday. Because the religious part of it is for, you know, uh, Catholic, Orthodox, and Protestant Christians to celebrate the birth of Christ. But Santa Claus and the reindeer and all that stuff is also a wonderful part of this season. And it's something that's practiced um, by people who are not Christian. I remember back when we were in Japan, right before Christmas... um, They're big on Christmas in Japan. Uh, Pine trees and decorated Christmas trees and Christmas songs (laughs) and uh, even little elfin ninja-like Santa Clauses that were all over the sides of the hotel, climbing up and down the building. So uh, I I love Christmas too. And uh, so I thought I'd honor all of that by speaking from some passages from both the Jewish and the Christian tradition. So tonight, the first one I want to do is talk about uh, a saying that I, that I love that is found in the Hebrew Scriptures, and that saying comes from Psalm uh, 4610, and it simply, be still and know that I am God. If we take those words and we ask ourselves, what's uh, the universal wisdom here? What's the, what's the oneness here? Because I believe in the way of oneness, uh, it sort of transcends all of our uh, religious differences and all of our labels, you know, that all of our prayers and devotions are simply, as C.S. Lewis once said, limping metaphors that the sacred must translate. And just as there is not a Buddhist ocean or a Christian sky, likewise, I think that the true essence of oneness is something that transcends all of those differences. And ideally, each of our traditions in the human family point to that transcendent oneness. So what does it mean to be still and know that I am God. Well, uh, as you know, I like to break things down, and I think that's probably the best way to go at this. The first thing that the psalmist is saying is to be still. Now that line is very easy for me to resonate with. And I think for most of us, when we're going through a very difficult time, there is a sense some sometimes of a shock even, you might say, that comes over people. And when it does, what do they do? They become very still. They become very quiet. And so I think it's natural for us, and even our bodies respond that way, that when we're going through difficult times, we find ourselves in a very quiet or silent still point. And the practice of meditation that we admonish in the Buddhist tradition, to me, is very much the same. One part of meditation practice is learning to observe the mind and the body and the emotions and realize that they are not who I am. They are not who I am. And in that stillness of abiding, naturally what flows from there is a kind of knowing. So be still and know. And I think of this knowing as not knowledge, but rather like the Greek word gnosis. That it is a knowing that penetrates all the surface stuff that penetrates through the great mystery of existence. And this knowing ultimately is the realization of the oneness of all life. And when we are still and we enter into that gnosis, that kind of knowing, there is an experience and it's the I am. Now, the I am statement in the Hebrew tradition is very, very powerful because it's it's saying essentially that God is not another being. God is not a super being, but rather God is the very ground of our being. And so when I am still and I enter into that silent illumination, that silent lucidity, I am. And that I am is the inseparable essence of my oneness. And then the psalmist ends it by saying, know that I am God. And the word God, like I say, for a lot of people can be troubling, or it can be something that has a lot of baggage. But I'm not allergic to that word, and I actually think it's a quite beautiful word And for me, it refers to the same thing that I would talk about as oneness. Or I could talk about it as Buddha nature. But for me, God is oneness. And oneness not in the sense that God is a thing. But that God is oneness. The very process of oneness. The very wonder of oneness is God. And so, I love this passage, and for me, that is the essence of my practice, to be still and know that I am God. To be still and know that I am oneness. So I hope that you will, uh, especially if you've been raised in that tradition, that you will find this useful. I think it's really important in an enlightened spiritual practice that we don't reject our roots because that is artificial and false. But if we see ourselves like a great tree, we're going to have lots of roots and those roots have fed us. And so I think... It's really important at some point in our practice to reconcile with our roots, especially if for some reason we felt we had to get away from them, or we felt that those we had a bad experience, or we felt that those traditions really weren't teaching what we consider truth. I think it's really important for us to bring them back in. So I hope that you will join me in that.